This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, March 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state lines. State plans for water shortages. House ag leaders not in sync on climate. And Ag Workforce Coalition calls for H-2A reform. Water Board warns of shortages to come. The State Water Board sent letters yesterday to 40,000 water rights holders asking them to adopt immediate conservation measures and reduce usage. Reservoir and groundwater levels are significantly below average and the snowpack is only 58% of average despite recent storms. Planting crops and other decisions that are dictated by water supply are made early in the year, so early warnings are vital, said Eric Ekdahl, a deputy director at the agency. These letters give water users time to prepare and help minimize the impacts of reduced supplies on businesses, farms, and homes. Farmers are encouraged to reduce irrigated acreage, manage herd size, and diversify water supply portfolios. Researchers with the U.S. Drought Monitor expect dry conditions to continue through at least June. Lawmakers compete over best ag district. The Assembly passed a resolution yesterday recognizing March 23rd is California Agriculture Day. Everywhere you go in our state, people are growing things, said Ag Chair Robert Rivas as he introduced the measure. California agriculture is strong, it's resilient, but it also faces serious and urgent challenges. He referred to the crisis of 2020 and called for better housing for farm workers as well. Assemblymember Carlos Villaputa of Stockton thanked Rivas for the measure and then listed the many commodities grown in the 700,000 acres of farmland in his district. What can't be overlooked, said Republican leader Maria Waldron of Escarido, is the Southern California agriculture industry is as unique and important as the rest of the state. Assemblymember Eloise Reyes described her San Bernardino district as one of the largest producers of Asian fruits and vegetables. Nearly 70 lawmakers joined as co-authors on the measure. Republican Assemblymember Heath Flora of Ripon looked to those not expressing support. To each and every one of you that do not understand the agriculture world, I would encourage you to take a tour. Come visit our farms, said Flora. Assemblymember Jim Cooper of Elk Grove encouraged lawmakers to also educate consumers on where their food comes from. Cooper also noted the $3 billion worth of commodities grown in his district. Attorneys spar over property rights in California union case. The Supreme Court wrestled with questions of whether a California law allowing access to agriculture property to organize employees should require a payment. The Fifth Amendment forbids the taking of private property without just compensation. The justice has had pointed questions for lawyers representing two growers and the California Solicitor General. The law allows access for union organizers for three hours a day, 120 days a year, and prohibits interference with work activities. A question central to the case is whether this is, in effect, a, quote, fiscal taking for which compensation is due. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Vilsack, U.S. carbon market needs a focus on farmers. 
A priority for the USDA in the coming months will be judging the feasibility of setting up, executing, and paying for a federal carbon bank to help farmers reduce greenhouse gas emissions and reward them for their actions. That Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack yesterday. It won't be easy or quick, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done just to figure out the best way to make it happen. But a carbon bank that both reduces greenhouse gas emissions and adds support to American farmers and ranchers will be key to the Biden administration's pledge to open new markets for farmers, Vilsack said at the AgriPulse annual Ag and Food Policy Summit. When we talk about new markets, there is an opportunity with reference to climate to create new ways for farmers to benefit financially, said Vilsack, who also stressed that USDA will be looking at other tools than just a new carbon bank system. We have a good path forward as we look and explore that opportunity. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Ag groups to Senate reform H-2A. Leading farm groups are appealing to the Senate to pass a bill to expand the H-2A program and ensure producers have access to more workers. We must address this workforce crisis threatening farms across the United States so our producers can continue to feed, clothe, and fuel our nation, the Ag Workforce Coalition said in a letter to Senate leaders. The letter stopped short of endorsing the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which passed the House last week and is opposed by the coalition's largest member, the American Farm Bureau Federation. But the coalition says the Senate should, quote, put forward the FWMA's ideas and solutions to pass legislation in a bipartisan manner to address our agriculture workforce challenges. House ag leaders differ sharply on climate policy. Climate policy is a top priority this year for President Joe Biden and congressional Democrats. But it's going to be a challenge for the House Agriculture Committee to find a bipartisan compromise. During the first day of the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit yesterday, Ag Committee Chair David Scott, the Georgia Democrat, said the panel will focus on helping to develop ag carbon markets by facilitating verification services and implementing guardrails to ensure the markets operate fairly. He also suggested compensating farmers for conservation practices that they have already been doing and which may not be eligible for carbon credits. Scott said he plans to hold a hearing on carbon markets. But the committee's top Republican, Pennsylvania Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson, yesterday said he believes the government should keep its hands off private markets and opposes the Growing Climate Solutions Act, which would authorize USDA to certify verification services. Thompson also doesn't see a need to make payments to the so-called early adopters, those farmers who have already undertaken conservation practices. Congress should not be moving quickly on ideas that have bipartisan opposition, such as the USDA-run carbon banks or legislation like the Growing Climate Solutions Act, Thompson said. By the way, Scott encouraged some attendees to watch the Netflix documentary Kiss the Ground, which promotes regenerative agriculture and links conventional farming practices to environmental degradation. You can read our report on Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack's summit remarks at agripulse.com. 
FDA warns California company on marketing CBD products as drugs. The Food and Drug Administration has issued warning letters to two companies for marketing products containing cannabidiol or CBD as drugs. The products that are the subject of the warning letters issued today have not gone through the FDA drug approval process and are considered unapproved new drugs. FDA said of the letter sent to Santa Ana-based Honest Globe and BioLite Laboratories of Michigan. There has been no FDA evaluation of whether these unapproved drug products are effective for the uses manufacturers claim, what an appropriate dose might be, how they could interact with FDA-approved drugs or other products, or whether they have dangerous side effects or other safety concerns, the FDA said. Here's today's He Said It. My bill was set to be heard in committee today, but the state legislature has now been forced to sideline dozens of tax credits after it was revealed the federal stimulus bill bans states from cutting taxes. That Merced Assembly member Adam Gray urging California's congressional delegation to reverse a federal provision that blocks state tax credits. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, March 23rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.